This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Magic have numbers if they go. Bancaro now through the lane. He jams it down. He five through five Raptors. Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. High screen from Franz. Now Kel spins into the lane. Long two. Off the rim. Franz can fly it in. Put back is good. Franz Wagner. It's your night, 22. Now here's your host, Dante Marcatelli. And welcome everyone to another edition of Magic Drive Time. Dante Marcatelli, Jake Chapman here with you as we close out the first week of Magic Basketball here on this Friday evening. Also, Wendell Epps will join us in the next segment. we got some NBA topics and our grad associate, Jake, we're going to turn him loose. We've got another one. We've got another one here and he gets his opportunity to make his Magic Drive Time debut here this evening. And uh, should it go horribly wrong, um, I hold you fully responsible. Is that fair, Jake? That responsibility. I assume that responsibility. <laughs> let, let me just tell you something. Bendo, I do not anticipate it going horribly wrong, by the way. I don't think so either. Wendell spent the morning, by the way, speaking to uh, classes from his college. He has been graduated for like six months, and they're already calling him back to tell right. him about his to tell about yes. his new it is great role. How about that? I hope yeah. I don't know if we're gonna be able to hold on to him for too long, Don. I think his head's gotta be uh, the size of a Zoom screen. Ooh, right now. That's a good point. That's a good point. We, we turn him loose here and let him do this uh, NBA segment. Uh, there might be no turning back. But it's exactly. a good sign for the Orlando Magic. They completed preseason game number two last night. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 108-105. Narrowly, Jake, things got a little close there. At the end, you and Jeff Turner had the call uh, on the Magic Audio Network, as heard right here on 96.9 The Game. And uh, you will now not have any help the rest of the way. You are our solo broadcaster here throughout the rest of the season, beginning on the 17th, the home debut of the preseason as the Magic have two more preseason games. They're 2-0, two, two more, and then we do this thing for real, opening night on October 25th. Leading the way, Franz Wagner with 18. You get 14 for Mo Wagner, so the Wagner's dominating here in the final road preseason game. And then for the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're led by Darius Garland with 19. Takeaways, Jake. You called the game. You did it with Jeff Turner. It was a great listen right here on 96.9 The Game. Some of your your takeaways, obviously, it's great to see Franz. Kind of, to me, he dialed it up a notch, right? Six of seven from the floor. Great to see that. Great to see Mo Wagner come in and continue to fight. And Mark Hill with 13 as well. There was a lot to like, and I thought it was a very, very good defensive effort from start to finish. Yeah, um, look, Cleveland is kind of trying to change their identity a little bit. We talked a lot about it on the broadcast last night. They're trying to get up and down more. They're trying to get a ton of threes up. And they have some shooters, obviously. They brought in Struess and Niang kind of to fill that role. Um, we didn't see Jared Allen last night. They didn't have Levert either. Um, but it, still, Darius Garland got going in the first half. But the Magic did a great job with Mitchell. He had a, 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 a terrible night. Um, and I thought Orlando, I thought we were very um, under control, especially that starting group. You're really kind of keyed in on the first half and how the the starters right. in the top 10 are playing. It's, it's kind of like you, you read into half a game and then the second half is sort of um, summer league-ish. <laughs> sure. Yes, it was. Especially the fourth quarter. Especially that fourth quarter. Um, and so I, I love what I've seen from that starting group, Dante, with Jalen in there. They just seem like they're kind of all on a string. And I'm talking offensively. Um, you know, you see sets being run crisply. You see solid screens being set. You don't see a lot of turnovers, especially in the half court. It just seems like, you know, early on, and, and granted, it is very early, and, and we can speak 
to the level of defense in the preseason at this point. But I really like what I've seen offensively, basically from the top eight or nine. Cole Anthony, I think every time he's in the game, I just feel so much more comfortable than I have in yes. the past. Yes, the ball yes, on yes. his hands, decision making. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, between Mo and Franz last night, I, they missed like two shots. Um, so it was a very efficient, you get 19, 20 minutes from these guys. That's exactly what you want to see. Well, tell me about Jalen Suggs. I think that's become a story, right? Whether it should or not, I, I think that's become a story because, we listen, we don't know, but first two preseason games, he's been the starting two guard. And we didn't know where that would go. It was Gary Harris last year. We would love for Jalen Suggs to have a good enough camp and a good enough preseason to assume that starting role and to earn it moving forward. And maybe he has. He's had a couple of preseason games now, and he's looked pretty good. But again, a team high, tying, plus 18. He was uh, second best on the team uh, in the first game, right, with a plus 14 or whatever it was. So I, I think you've seen two games where, okay, the stats haven't blown you away, but he hasn't made a ton of mistakes. He's made the right play on the offensive end, right? He moves the ball if he doesn't have anything. We know that shot eventually is going to come. He's worked too hard on it. He's going he's, he's gonna to eventually knock down. He's eventually going to be a very solid three-point shooter, and we'll see that, I think, even as early as this season. He's worked too hard on that, but he's in a great place. He's not trying to do too much. He's not just knocking guys down on his way to get to the basket, right? Picking up offensive fouls. A little, as you would say on the broadcast you did last night, a little handsy-ish. He can be handy. He's, he's still going to get his hands in there defensively, but he makes a, he just makes it so difficult. It's no surprise that Donovan Mitchell was 3 of 14 in that basketball game. I mean, he's going to make, and Donovan Mitchell has had his way with the Magic. I mean, he was he was sensational last year. But is that what we've come to expect, that maybe he's, Maybe he's going to take the reins on that starting two-guard spot, and maybe maybe he's learned something now going into season three a little more under control and, and already an elite defender. Well, we've got two preseason games left, right? And so I think if Gary is going to get a look, it's going to be next Tuesday against the Pelicans because who knows what we'll see next Friday um, against the Brazilian team Flamengo. That, that feels like it's going to be more of an exhibition, um, maybe even a celebration. Like that's good. I, don't, I don't think we're going to get a sure. ton of work done in that game. So I think... I, I think we can kind of start to read into this a little bit. Gary didn't play at all last night. That's not because he's hurt. That's because he's a veteran. You know what you're getting from Gary Harris. But I, I'm beginning to think it again. I don't want to speak out of turn, but you only have so many preseason games to get a look. It's beginning to feel like it's his thought, isn't it? It's be, it, we can say it, 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 it is. I think we can look at it that way. Yeah. Ab ab absolutely. Um, and the other part is, and I, 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 we talked about this at the beginning of the week, the results speak for themselves. You don't have to just look at what Jalen is doing. What is the starting group doing? And they played well against two playoff teams in the first half of these games. Yeah, they had to erase a 16-point deficit against New Orleans, but they did, right? They scored 41 points yeah, in the that's right. quarter. That's right. Not just the starters. We're talking about the top 10 guys, um, basically. But you're talking about your rotation. And so I think no matter we know Gary's going to be a part of it. We know there are going to be games that Gary closes the game out, probably because Jalen's in foul trouble. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. That's right. But, That's but right. You, 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 both those guys bring different different aspects, but also somewhat similar enough aspects. You trust them against a guy like Donovan Mitchell to slow him down, and that's what you're looking for with that spot next to guys like Franz and Paolo. And Jalen's delivered two times so far. Yeah, absolutely. I Look, if Tuesday night Gary starts, then maybe it is a little bit back up in the air. But to me, if Jalen's in that starting lineup on Tuesday night, yeah, I think we can start to really read into it. Yeah, well, I think no matter what ends up happening long term, I I think you have to be excited with what Jalen Suggs has done in the first two preseason games. And Jake, we say it all the time: we're not going to overreact to a preseason game unless you go two and zero. Then it's time to overreact. Yeah, they mean something. 
Now they mean something to come home for the final two preseason games. So it is certainly time to overreact. I think the last two things I want to mention, Jake, we know about Paolo. He's going to he's going to ramp it up, right? He's going to basically, I think he's going to get through the next two games, and that's fine. He's earned that. Uh, we saw Franz tick it up a little bit last night, right? It seemed to be a little – we saw Markel kind of have a little extra up in his step. Nice to see him knock down a corner three. Uh, as well. It was our first look at Joe Ingles and how about Mo Bakker? So you've got some veteran depth. Now coming off that bench, I, I think listen, Goga can play. Goga's a Goga's a guy that, that at some point throughout this year is going to get an opportunity to contribute. But I, I think Mo has solidified that backup center spot, and he should. He had a great summer. He's had a great couple of years. Going into his fourth season, Jake. Hard to believe, right? Here with the Orlando Magic. Um, and a guy that kind of found new life coming to Orlando and gets to play with his brother. So the so the the value of a veteran backup big in Mo Wagner and then Joe Ingles. You see the spacing, you see the room that everybody has to operate because you can't leave a guy like Joe Ingles wide open. Now they did. There were still breakdowns. I know the defensive game plan was to never come off of Joe Ingles. They did last night in Cleveland, which was a huge mistake. But wow, the the value of having a guy like that on the perimeter too. Yeah, it feels like they went with the Magic's old game plans on Joe Ingles. <laughs> I mean, just leave him open. Just leave him open to live with me. Between Ingles and Niang, I'm sitting there watching the game last night going, at least one of these guys is on our team now because they've been killing us for about a decade. Correct. correct. One quick thing about Paolo, um, it's six assists last night. It wasn't his best scoring night, but he, he did look like he was trying to facilitate Absolutely. in the first half. And so he definitely no, and I don't time. Yeah, and I don't mean to imply he wasn't doing I mean, he's just kind of, he's feeling it out. He's learning his new teammates, and he, he knows he doesn't have to get 20 a game here in the preseason. Which I Exactly. Think and he, and that's the bedrock. And and when you think about long-term, and I think Paolo is smart enough, in fact, I know smart, Paolo is smart enough to be thinking about it this way. You know, it's like a point guard. You let everybody else get going, and then, oh, when you need it, you got Paolo Bang. Yeah, absolutely. To get you a bucket with, uh, with, with his sheer Paolo force. I think the bench looked really good. Look, Joe Ingles, I just, you know, you talk about a proven commodity. If that guy is healthy, then he's going to help. He's going to help whoever he is playing for. I mean, he just knows the game so well. And Jeff mentioned it last night. He is a much better defender than I think people yes. have. He, he's big. He's he's like a 6'8", 6'9", wing player. Um, you can run point through him. So I feel very comfortable. Dude, that second unit is, I mean, it is, it's built well, it, you with with yes. oh, and it's and look, yes. and Jay, and we'll talk about JI a little bit next week. Like you're seeing the flashes, the minutes are still low, so we don't want to get too excited about it. But it's he's a perfect fit. I love having him next to Mo Wagner. And then what I'm anxious to see is like in that second half, you start to okay, let's try Mo and Goga on the floor together, and and we have yeah. three, three guards on the floor together in New Orleans. A little bit more experimenting, I think, next week. I, I'm sure Coach Mosley wants to see that, but. You know, you've got now two halves of basketball that were essentially regular season games, and you got to like what you've seen from your rotation, guys. Well, if it stays how it's played out in the first two games, you've got a veteran-laden second unit, really. I mean, you've got a group that can come in and get you exactly what you need. You can trust them to keep a lead, and you can trust, you can rely on them to get you back in a game if you have a slow start. I I think you've set yourself up really nicely uh, here going into the season. And just real fast, if you just think about, you know, when healthy, when you can, and we haven't seen it yet, but when you have Cole, Gary, and Joe Ingles as your one, two, three, those are all starting caliber players, like 100%. So, I I mean, that is a, that's a pretty good top eight if you, if you go through it. Well, and so is a healthy Jonathan Isaac. And Mo Wagner, when this team, when he started, I think they went five and one. It'll replace him uh, for that one Correct. stretch 
in the season. So anyway, yeah, you're exactly right. Guys that are certainly capable of starting. Magic fans, Florida Blue is giving you the chance to meet Magic guard Markel Fultz, along with Stuff and the 3-2-1 hype team. Basically everyone except me and Jake. The event takes place Thursday, October 19th at the Florida Blue Center at Winter Park Village from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Come to get your photo taken and an autograph with Markel Fultz, courtesy of Florida Blue. Don't miss out on Thursday, October 19th from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Go Magic. And I greatly cleaned that up, Jake. That was one sentence. That was handed to me as one sentence. So I put some punctuation in there uh, so people could understand. More Magic Drive Time when we return after this. Enjoy Magic Basketball in style with the legendary Suite Experience. Offering an unparalleled combination of privacy and comfort, suites are the perfect way to enjoy the game together. With great views of Amway Center, luxury seating, and first-class service, you can experience Magic Basketball in a whole new way. Suites are available on a game-by-game basis, so reserve one for an upcoming game today at orlandomagic.com suites. It's more fun to see the Orlando Magic hit the court live. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered with a wide selection of seats available for every game at a variety of prices. As the official marketplace of the Orlando Magic and the NBA, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Whether you're making plans in advance or heading to the game last minute, with their virtual view from seat feature, you'll get a preview of your section to make sure you have the best view to catch more of those dimes and dunks. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Orlando Magic. After catching a Magic game, you want to go home and relax, not go grocery shopping. Kroger Delivery makes grocery shopping simple and convenient. Order at Kroger.com or on the Kroger app, and our friendly, uniformed associates will deliver fresh, affordable food, household items, and even frozen snacks in refrigerated trucks straight to your front door. Now save $15 off your first three deliveries. Kroger Delivery is a proud sponsor of the Orlando Magic. Try us today. Today, we have two very special guests on our program, introducing Lem hey. and Lime. Hello. For Starry Lemon Lime Soda. Thanks for having us. What is Starry Lemon Lime Soda? It's a crisp, clear burst of lemon-lime flavor, and it's caffeine-free. Between us, one of you must be a little more important to Starry than the other. Who is it? We're both important. So we could just as easily be Starry Lime Lemon Soda. No, that doesn't sound right. Oh, I like it. So you saying hip-hop could be hop-hip. Works for me. Starry Lemon Lime Soda. Starry hits different. It's time to experience magic together again. Basketball is back, and you can see the action live and in person at Amway Center with an Orlando Magic ticket plan. Be there for every block, every dunk, and every play with the full season plan, or customize your own by choosing the games you want to see. Whatever you need, we have a plan for you. Visit orlandomagic.com plans to explore your options today. Don't miss out. This is a new era of magic basketball. Sunnyside Plumbing. Yes, I've got a leaking... To leave us a testimonial saying how happy you are with our service, press 1. But you haven't even... For all other inquiries, please hang up. Wait, what? Hang up and call Frank Gay. We're busy watching the game. You know what? I think I will. When you have a leak, you need solutions on your schedule. A helpful expert who can find the problem and fix it fast. That's the Frank Gay way. FrankGayServices.com
Hey, Dante, what's your favorite thing about a Magic win? No brainer, Jake. 50% off at PapaJohns.com the day after every Magic win. Magic win and fans win with Papa John's because they get 50% off their entire online order. And it's so simple. Just enter the promo code MAGICWIN when you order online at PapaJohns.com. And now you won't miss a shot because you can track your order live with Papa Track. Papa John's Pizza, official pizza of your Orlando Magic. Valid online only, not valid with any other discounts, delivery fee and taxes extra, and not subject to discount offer. How do you measure the human spirit? In points? Distance. Maybe decibels. Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Advent Health, official champion of the human spirit. This is Franz Wagner of the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to Magic Drive Time with Dante and Jake, only on 96.9 The Game. Welcome back to Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli, Jake Chapman, and our NBA segment here in just a second. Right now, our call of the game. It's brought to you by Glip from Ring Central. Rethink the way you work with secure meetings and messaging on any device with Glip by Ring Central. Visit Glip.com to learn more. My call of the game is let's go, let's go undefeated in the preseason. I think for this young team that wants to accomplish something and make the postseason, I think wins matter no matter where you can get them. And, and again, I'm going to put a lot more on this preseason than it might mean for any other team in the NBA, but I think it'd be great. Go out there, win these two home games, go 4-0 and create a, uh, and continue to extend that buzz that we're feeling here in Central Florida. So without further ado, let's get to our NBA segment. It is the debut of Magic Dr- on Magic Drive Time of our grad associate, Wendell Epps. Wendell, welcome, my friend. Thank you so much, Dante. It is a pleasure to be with you and Jake. It is a special day. It's funny because I'm considering myself to be like an Anthony Black Jet Howard and you guys to be like my Joe Ingles mentor me as I navigate my first year working in the <laughs> NBA. Okay. So I don't, I don't quite know how to take that. But uh, but also, Joe Ingles is like 10 years younger than me. So <laughs> Joe Ingles is the guy. You guys are just missing the Australian accent. But listen, but Wendell, you did so you did broadcasting at High Point. You recently graduated. You did play-by-play there. So you're no stranger to being on the microphone. So with that, no pressure. Go ahead. What you got for us here with this NBA segment? All right. So for my segment today, I really wanted to focus on the future of the league because I think we are in for a very exciting future in the NBA. And I wanted to start off talking about some rookies, two rookies specifically, Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren. Obviously, Victor was the number one pick in this year's NBA draft. Chet was a second pick last year, but missed all of last season with the foot injury. We saw the two play each other on Monday night. OKC beat San Antonio 122 to 121. Victor had 20 points and five boards in 19 minutes. Chet with 21 and nine boards in 16 minutes. So I want to start with you, Dante. Between Victor and Chet, who do you think has a better chance of winning Rookie of the Year? And also down the line in the next five to seven years, which one of the two do you think has a better chance of being the face of the league? Well, I think it's Victor Wembanyama on all fronts. My, My personal thought, right? I saw that game that you're talking about here on League Pass, and I just think right now the way San Antonio is 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 presently constructed. All the numbers that are available to be gotten are victors if he can go get them. <laughs> he can score 25 a game. He can get 13 rebounds. He can get 20 assists. I mean, he's not he's not competing with anybody just yet. There's great talent on San Antonio, but to me, uh, the, the, all those numbers can be had. Ch- Chet Holmgren is competing with Josh Giddy, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jalen Williams, who was the runner-up for Rookie of the Year last year. 
So I, th- I think some of those numbers and stats are going to be distributed along all, all those guys. And plus, I just think all-around game, I just think Victor's better. I think he's going to be rookie of the year. But, wow, Chet looked pretty good too, didn't he, Jake? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'll uh, I'll go toe-to-toe with you on this one. I think Chet might have a better shot at winning rookie of the year, and here's why. You're right. Wembenyama very easily could average 20 points, nine rebounds, three assists, and they'll win 20 games. They're very, very, it's very clear that they're set up to not, to not win Correct. very many games this year. Correct. Correct. Whereas Oklahoma City, I mean, you could be, you could make a pretty good argument that they could make a deep run into the Western Conference playoffs because of what you just said, because of all those other guys that they had. Yeah. I mean, it might be the best collection of young talent in the league. <laughs> I trust Oklahoma City's front office, and this is easy to say, more so than I do San Antonio's, um, just based on the last five years or so. I just think they've done an amazing job. And look, and, and, and we always make jokes about the amount of picks that they've added. They've also added a lot of really good young talent, like you said. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Chet averages 11 points, 10 rebounds, two and a half block shots, but they go 48 and whatever. And it's compared to Weminyama with those big puffy numbers, but on a 20-win team, I think he got a, a really interesting argument there. Long term, I think obviously I'll, I'll take Weminyama, but I think Chet Olmgren could be a really, really impactful player this season. So I'll say uh, I kind of like Chet's chances at the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I think it's a good point, but I think that the 48 wins is four more than what they got last year. So all, if he's that good, and uh, you know how much does he, how much did he add? Who knows? But but you're right. I think there's a. I just don't know that the numbers will be there, but I think if you just look at the eye test, they're both good. They're both yep. good, and I, I feel like we've already. I feel like we Wendell. I feel like we gave Victor Wembanyama the Rookie of the Year six months ago, and I just don't see anybody. Taking- <laughs> <laughs> Real fast, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. as uncurious that is. What the, that's that true. Is. I he he made a step back three in that game, and Twitter was like, "He is on. He is inhuman." I'm like, "What? Can, that's a normal basketball play." Can we? But actually, Jake, but Jake, there are there are. Once in a generation, right? Guys come along where you did they can do no wrong. He's gonna be that guy as long as he can stay healthy. Stay healthy. I want I want to see his one regular season basketball game before I'm ready to to, to proclaim Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. We we need it we need it to happen because look, we're entering the end of an era in the NBA with guys like LeBron, KD, and Steph. Yeah. So we're hoping that either Vic or Chen, it works out for them and they can be the face of the league. But I want to move on now to my next topic here, and this is that annoys me. By the way, can I just say that? Sorry, last thing. Can Chet annoys me? Chopping on that gum post game, it just bothered. You've been you've been anti Chet for <laughs> I, two I've and just, a half years. Something bad always. Something at meat meals so, meals for for a long time. Completely unrelated. <laughs> but go ahead. Oh man, <laughs> no, no worries. All right, so this is where Jake's Anaheim Amigos shirt comes into play. Ooh, I like it, and. This is interesting because I've heard a lot of talk about this, especially within the past week, and that is about the expansion of the NBA. Mm. We heard earlier this week from Shaquille O'Neal, he told the messengers to be, quote, I don't want to partner up with nobody. I want it all for myself. And this is when he said he wanted to own a team in Vegas. He wants to do it all by himself. We know LeBron also mentioned that he wants to become an owner as well Mm. if there's a team in Las Vegas. And the NBA is expected to go from 30 to 32 after the next media rights deal is done. So I want to ask you guys, I want to start with you, Jake, on this one. Who do you think, first of all, would make the better owner? I'm just curious. Shaq or LeBron for a team in Vegas? And secondly, if the league does decide to expand, do you think Vegas and Seattle, which is the other city that's been rumored, do you think those are the two right cities they should go to? Or do you think there's some other cities that are deserving of an NBA team? I think there are tons of cities that are deserving. I'll answer the second question first. I think Seattle, anybody who was around when the Seattle Supersonics was around, were around, 
um, wants basketball back there. I think you see with the preseason games there, I mean, it, it, that that fan base in that market never left. And Seattle, along with Portland, I mean, that's part of the NBA circuit. So um, figuring out a way to get a team back there, and look, this is, a, again, like way above our pay grade, and these decisions are being made um, on like an Elon Musk-type level. Um, but, but I think getting a team back in Seattle would be awesome no matter what, especially because of the way um, that they left. Um, as far as owning a team... I, the one quick thing about Shaq that I find really interesting is he. They also named him the head of of Reebok Basketball. He and Allen Iverson are taking over the Reebok brand. And the first thing I thought was that was my childhood, right? Like I had all yeah. the don't fake the funk on the nasty dunk Shaq stuff, Shaq attack, uh, and I had the Iverson shoes. And so I think Reebok that's a stroke of genius getting those two guys to head up the brand. And then basically what they're going to do is they're going to I think. Um, try to revitalize connections with current players and and sort of bring Reebok back <laughs> to what it was. Um, so I don't doubt Shaq do it, it, being able to do anything. The man is, is, is an absolute media conglomerate unto himself. But I think LeBron might be. I think LeBron might own a team before Shaq does, just because you know the the only person I think in NBA history who's been able to compare to Shaq as far as um, the that businessman goes. There's Magic Johnson back that. But but LeBron, it's LeBron, it's LeBron, it's Clutch, it's Rich Paul. They're just such. I mean, it's Adele. I mean, they're they're, they're that is just a force that I I would never want to be standing in the way of. So I think LeBron, um, I think LeBron is going to own a team one. Day. Well, listen, I I think first of all, if you have two Western Conference teams, can we get Memphis back in the East End? Does doesn't that make sense? Well, why <laughs> geographically shouldn't they be in Eastern? So that might be on the horizon, right? That might or New Orleans, yeah, one of those two, right? has to come now to the East, uh, whichever one makes the most sense geographically, because those are going to definitely be two Western Conference teams. I think they're great, seem to be great markets and great fan bases. It would be fun to, to see, and the NBA will have to make those decisions here down the road. But hey, listen, it would be. It, I think it's impossible to pick if it's LeBron or Shaq, which would be better, but how great would it be for the NBA if one or both of those guys were involved in ownership? Are you kidding me? It, 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 We've been so spoiled to have LeBron a, a part of our lives for 20 years, and now if he were to become an owner, he's not going to go away. I mean, I think that'd be fantastic. And Shaq, you know, coming back and being more involved on the ownership side of things, I, I think would be fun too. So I think it, listen, it remains to be seen, but uh, having those guys involved in any capacity can only mean good things for the NBA. That's going to do it for us, guys. Magic Drive Time here, presented by International Diamond Center. How about the Rook? He came prepared. He had some, had some background information. He was ready to go today, Jake. Very well done. I'm impressed. I've been impressed so far. I appreciate it, Wendell. I, yeah, nice job, Wendell. We'll have more of him throughout the season, no doubt about it. But we're up against it because Jake and I talk too much. So that'll do it for Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Have a great weekend. And we'll be back on Monday, 6 o'clock, right here, 96.9 The Game.